Welcome to Vino Week by Vino 101. I'm Bill. Hey, this is Al. How's everybody doing today? Hey, so we uh, thought we'd get together and talk about uh, stuff that happens in the wine world every week. Thought it might be fun to try to do this. Let's hope it's fun. I think, uh, you know, we're doing, uh, what, what do you say, uh, impromptu on the fly. Yeah, yeah. On the fly. But hey, there's lots of good stuff to talk about. So um, some interesting stuff that actually went down this week. Um, bring it up. Bring it up. What do you got? What's one? What's so um, the uh, you know so probably one of the most interesting things that's going on that's actually happening to the wine world is there is a large dispute amongst the longshoremen um, and the various transportation companies that they deal with, which is impacting the ports. Um, so you know. You know, so what's the big deal about that? Well, wine's not getting shipped. <laughs> um, and in fact, the uh, Port of Oakland on Friday, what's well, basically been idle, right? Yeah, it's been idle. And what do we have? We've got uh, just ships just like sitting out. There's literally, out, yeah. Large, outside the port. Yeah, large container ships, super container ships just like parked in San Francisco Bay. It's a traffic jam. That's what's going on. It's a traffic jam. So, you know, there are people who are just... You, you can just see the money spooling out as this stuff happens. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty nutty. Yeah. So um, it, it, it's got to be kind of scary for somebody that has products, needs products. I was hearing about a guy locally. Um, he can't get his coffee beans. <laughs> so, I mean, you, know, you can't roast air. So, I mean, he's, how do you, what's, what's he <laughs> going to do, man? You can. It's not very effective. <laughs> so he's got to go somewhere else to get his coffee beans. They're stuck on a container. Yeah. And, and there's everyone. Just think all the things that are out there that are, that are coming in. I mean, that's that's like one of the number one ports in on the West Coast. Well, so between here and Long Beach, I think, um, and I, you know, I'm sure Seattle and Portland both have some amount of traffic, but nowhere near uh, Long Beach and, and San Francisco. And primarily due, as I understand it from what I've read, due to the rail network. Yes. It's actually. That's it. In those two places, it can basically ship stuff east uh, very rapidly. I heard talk that they're going to try to shift shift um, the um, uh, unloading and loading to Canada, but they don't have anywhere the developed transportation network that we do um, here in California. So, and I think the net net is is that I read the president's probably going to get involved to try to mediate the dispute or whatever power he has. I believe he has some type of power to help um, you know either bring mediators in or. Uh, I, I believe he might even be able to make them go back to work while they go to some type of mediation. Um, really? Yeah, I believe that there's some. You know, I certainly know in, in like in um, like healthcare, there can, there's certain rules around that. Okay. Um, but don't quote me on that. But I do believe they do have some some power to kind of like it's like a cooling off phase or something. Yeah. Where things go back to work, but. What I think is really interesting, I heard an NPR report on Friday about the longshoremen, and they're quite, they're an old, I think, one of the oldest, if not the oldest union, and actually have an immense amount of power. Yeah, they have. And, uh, you know, we're not getting jobs there. Let's put it that way. Yeah. That's yeah. not going to happen. Right. What are you, born into that job? You're probably. You're there? probably born into, probably familial in some, yeah. you know, in some ways. And then the other thing I don't think people realize is that those guys also deal with loading and unloading of oil. So what this really going to where this is really going to get California by the short and curlies and rest of the U.S. is it going to drive uh, um, it'll drive oil prices or gas prices up? It's already happened. Yeah, 
Yeah, because it's approaching. There was an article in the Press Democrat, our local paper here, where you know gas prices are approaching three dollars, and yeah. it's like what panic. What are you talking about? It used to be five bucks. Yeah, it was like you remember a couple. Of, what is it? Like eighteen months ago, it was like five bucks. Anyway, um, well, what it is is you know when you have low prices for oil and for fuel for putting in your car, you know it's it's like a tax break. It's like a yeah. you know it's like yeah. money in your pocket, man, yeah. and everybody benefits. All the way across the board, you know, if the gas, if the fuel prices are low, transportation costs are low, everything is is moderated by that, and it, and everyone makes a little bit more money, and people right. can breathe a little bit better. Right. You know, it's something to be said for you know we want to talk a lot about climate change, um, and why burning fossil fuels is you know supposedly bad for the environment. Um, I, I say supposedly there's a bunch of science that they, you know the pollution stuff's bad for us. I think the net net though is is that wow. Wouldn't it be great if we had free, cheap, clean energy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, prices of everything would go down. Yeah. So, like, just from a common sense standpoint, it may not be a bad thing to start investing in, in companies that do that stuff. Well, we're working on it, but we're still stuck on oil. But, man, I, I the, the shale production, getting getting oil out of the shale is... It doesn't look like it's a good thing. It's not working out too well it for us, is it? It doesn't look like it's a good thing. Oh, my gosh. What are we going to do, man? Solar? Um, well, up in the bucket, the uh, the Tesla guy Elon Musk has just come up with this thing. You know, he's building that big battery plant in uh, uh, Reno. It's called a, it's like a super plant. Yeah, and um, the guy's clever, right? And so his idea is that he's going to stick one of these batteries in everybody's house, so you'll be able to run your house off of solar during the day, and then it'll part of it will charge the battery, and then you can use the battery at night. How interesting. Well, he is a clever guy. Who would give up their patents for cars? Yeah. You know, and then just like want to look down the road. He looks down the road, way down the road. It's good to have some vision. Yeah. It's so good to have some vision. Easy. And a lot of people are willing to write you checks to fund your vision. Yeah. That's good too. That helps. It totally does. All right. So what else we got? What's uh Well let's 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 hop to the big topic. All right. And that's the dairyman winery. Right. So, right here in local uh, Sebastopol, San Rose area. Yeah. So there's a lot of conversation uh, going on in both the wine producing regions that close to where we live that are um, internationally known. Napa, Napa, uh, at some level, in terms of it being known outside as a global producer than Sonoma, are all running into growth problems. Um, you know, there's just more people. And on the planet in general, it is um, the annual plans for a lot of municipalities in California is coming due. So it's a 10-year, I believe, general plan, planning process. Our local communities are going through it now. Napa is definitely going through it. And they're feeling, you know, the squeeze of sort of their, you know, tourism, vacation destination, development, um, uh growing paints versus keeping it, you know, the agricultural, uh, land sort of intact and available. So it's a real balance. Um, and in fact, the, the, the highlight again comes down to transportation. There was an article in the Napa Valley register last week where, you know, I think the drive time from St. Helena to Napa, which should be like a seven minute drive was like 45 minutes due to the traffic. Some crazy thing like well, that. Bear in mind, it's a two-lane road, and it's been a two-lane road since and, the road opened in right. the valley. That's and if you, part of the problem. Well, and if you've ever been there, though, where are they going to expand, right? I mean, that road is, I guess you could eat up the rail line. Yeah. It's yeah. adjacent to that. 
Um, but you're starting to eat, you know, I don't know what you're going to do once you get to St. Helena and how you're going to route through St. Helena. I mean, you're taking out sidewalks and there's Store, just not a, and stores. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of what I'm, my point is there's not a lot of room to like, there's like, nothing to do. I don't know what you're yeah, going to do. The buildings are right on the, literally right on the road. So, and we're not going to be smart enough to like do something like, Oh, well, or there's a rail line. Why don't we put in like a monorail yeah. or like some train thing? That That's can, like, not going to happen in our lifetime. Not well, now, <laughs> I'm just, but I'm just like, wow, why don't you park your car and you could ride to the wineries? Yeah. Um, well, the thing with Napa is, I think, is they've done a great job. I personally think they've done a great job of planning. They purposefully made it hard for you to build homes yeah. in, in Napa. So yeah. You can build homes in, in the city of Napa. And even that's a little bit challenging, but when it comes to new development in St. Helena, Calistoga, Yountville, all those places, they're very, very, very bullish on any type of new development. And that's really helped the valley. But the notoriety of the wineries and the success of the wine industry there is just is killing them because everybody wants to go to Napa Valley and everybody wants to get in a car and drive. Right. And you can't. Just the road's not big enough. It can't support the the weight of all the cars and the people that are going. And nobody knows about Silverado Trail. Whenever I go over there, I take Silverado it, Trail, it, and that's like it is funny. Nobody's how on nobody's that road. On it. Yep, and you can totally, and you can get to the you can do the same. You can thing. get around. Yep, it basically parallels twenty twenty nine. Yeah, yes, yeah, it runs parallel to it, and uh, it's a prettier road. Right. You know, it's a it's it's more scenic, right. but but uh, so that that's their problem. I don't know. I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're going to do over there. It's a different thing for Sonoma, though, because of the way Sonoma is shaped. Right. It's not one long straight valley like Napa. It's it's all divided up and it's all over the place. So we don't have that same congestion problem. You know, our main artery that goes through is a big highway. It's Highway 101. But the Dairyman Winery, which is owned by uh, one of the scions of uh, the Can Wagner you? family... Yeah. Which is uh, Camus, um, Belle Gloss, uh, Mersolet, um, who else? Uh, Emo, Emolo. They make they make a lot of wines. A lot of wine. A lot of different labels. A number of houses, a um, number of brands, if you will, under that winery. There's a property to the east of the city of Sebastopol that's fairly substantial that they want to build a large winery on and spirits. Um, Think five hundred thousand case winery, and I forget the spirits. It's two hundred fifty thousand gallons. I was going to say still spirits. Two hundred. Yeah, it's like two hundred k's in my brain, um, which is huge. That's um, a big winery. That'd probably be like in the definitely in the top five as far as the size of wineries here. In I'm trying to think of who's bigger. Uh, KJ obviously would be bigger. Um, Kendall Jackson is it, but um, their stuff's all in the city, right? Is it all in the city of of uh, Santa Rosa? Mm, or is it out by the airport? It's out by the airport. So yeah. I think that's I think so that's it's unincorporated. In, it's but it's in a business park, right? It's in a business park. Right? Yeah. So it's sort of plant. I'll you know, for lack of a better terms, and we're obviously not urban planners. <laughs> um, you know, it's planned for sort of industrial use. Right. Right. Yeah. So and what does that mean? Well, that brings your sewer and your water. They built the infrastructure. The infrastructure is there to sort of handle that. Uh, La Crema is out there. I don't know how big that. It's a pretty big operation, but it's real close to it, too. And it's also right on the border, so it benefits from that infrastructure also. You know, so they've got the – they're able to handle the waste. Uh, Which is the big the deal. the water, right? The waste and the water. 
Now, the other thing that people are concerned about with this winery is the traffic that it's going to add. Um, Let's back up, though. Go ahead. What do you mean when you say waste? What do you mean waste? Wine, they're making wine. What kind of waste? Oh, you're you just got, making wine. What got, are you talking about? You've got all kinds of byproduct when you make wine. <laughs> but these wines are natural, right? Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. But you still um, – but as with anything, um, it has a – it has an effect on the environment and you just can't take the waste, although it might appear organic, and dump it, which mm-hmm. is what we used to do. My family used to be in the dairy business, and we used to dump all of our fluent whey and everything else right into the creeks, right in the field, yeah. um, or put it on the field. And lo and behold, we Oops. are well. The science progressed to the fact that we learned that that while it may have had a negative effect on this small little thing, you know, creek or piece of land, it actually had a much bigger effect because there was an ecosystem involved. Exactly. And as we started to understand or the systems around this stuff. You know, we're learning that, well, you know, it's not okay to actually dump it in the creek. So the in, in, in the business that I was involved in, we had to learn how to dispose for that or pay for that disposal. Yeah. And, in fact, we actually made a benefit out of it. We we learned how to take the way and turn it into something that we could make money off of. Yeah, so um, some of the wine was what, – what are some of the wine byproducts that we Well, you've have? got all the, the byproducts of crushing the grapes, um, all the leftovers, all the must and have, stuff left. You have all the leaves. Um, what, do you, what do you do with all that? Well, you have – when you clean you, the tanks. Yeah, all of that stuff. And all stuff. that, you have all of the, you know, you, the you dirty – Wastewater from all that, that stuff. It's – well, right now it goes right down to the sewer, which means the municipality has to pay for it. Exactly. So, which so in, this is which why actually it's a big means, deal. Yeah, which actually means we pay for exactly. it. Exactly. Because we're the taxpayers, but to pay for that stuff, and in the county, there is no county waste system. So this, the land for this dairyman winery is actually out in the county. It's county responsibility. It's so right, Delano Road. It, well, it could. I mean, if there there is a wastewater treatment facility yeah. not far from there, so we could go there. Um, you know, the you know the county is probably going to say they have to connect to that stuff. I mean, I would assume that's what they could do. Absolutely. So could also be a big benefit for that winery because they could take treated water and water their plants. And they're already water. doing that right now. A lot of those fields or those hay fields are, are, are sprayed with, sprayed with, with tertiary treated water, treated water um, which is great. I mean, not stuff you want to drink, but find a, you know, find a put on plants, um, goes in the ground and all good stuff. So what's the benefit? What What is the benefit for this community for having a 500,000 case winery uh, on a two-lane road, which is the main artery between Santa Rosa and Sebastopol, what's the benefit well, we for should, citizens? We should be clear first about the, the where this place is located. It is not located down a country lane that's sort of a two-lane road that's really a one-lane road. It's actually located off a state highway, mm-hmm. um, which, yes, it's two-lane road. Uh, there are plans to upgrade that road, have turn lanes in it, and a whole host of other things. So one could argue that that the infrastructure, although not built yet, is sort of permitted and planned to make that road fairly serviceable. It also that road also where that dairy is located. It actually got a pretty nice median on it. Um, yeah, a little center you know, divider. There. On, yeah, and on both and sides, the it, on both, yeah. there's both sides. So yeah. it's not like it's a you know it's a just a two lane road. But the net economic benefit, not only to the county but also to the uh, the surrounding cities, are jobs. Um, you know, you sound like. Uh, you're sounding like a congressman now. Well, you but I go jobs, jobs, jobs on me. No, but I think you have to look at it from that perspective. I mean, where are people going to work in the tasting room? Where are people going to work from the vineyards? Where are going to people work? You know, how many people do you wine? think they, 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 they five hundred thousand cases? 
that's, I mean, that's not small. It's not small. You know, it depends on what it is. You're talking 100 people, maybe? It depends on what type of facility it is. It, yeah. I mean, it looks like they're going to have a big tasting room. They want a room. tasting room. They want to hold so. events. So, I mean, and then, you know, one of the only ways a municipality can make money in California because of Prop 13, you know, make money off of property taxes. They make money off of their use tax. So, they make money off of sales, basically. Yeah. So, you know, you put a business there. That's a bit. I, I was a, you know, if, if I was a city council person, I would be trying to figure out how we can sort of abscom on some of that revenue. Exactly. Yeah. Especially um, after losing a, a couple car dealerships yeah. in, in the past few years. Right. And then the other thing is, it's like, look, if you're concerned about the road infrastructure or anything else, go negotiate with them to have them pay to develop that stuff. You know, you want to put your winery there. You got to, you know, you got to upgrade the services to get there. So um, when they voted on this, it was uh, unanimous, right? No yeah. way, we're not happy. Oh, I don't. It, it hasn't happened yet. The, Does it happen the, in March? I believe First it happens March in March. The we'll city keep you posted. Well, the city council uh, in Sebastopol has written a fairly draconian letter that you know no winery will be built there. Um, there's also an interesting conversation going on about the plot of lands around this area. It's a big plain, um, and there's greenbelt. Yeah, and there well, there's open space funds available. Mm-hmm. So there are some good conspiracy theories out there that we're not going to go into about that. But um, if you start combing around on the blogs, you can start reading about some fun, fun stuff around there. That sounds um, interesting. But uh, so you want to talk about the other other uh, yep. other wine companies that are kind of running it? There's this yeah. there's this general counterculture that's going on right now where people are becoming anti wine industry. And um, yeah. Paul well, there's Hobbs a, is running. Yeah, so Paul Hobbs has run into a bunch of. So he put a winery in to the west of Sebastopol, right along Highway 12 as you head out to Russian River, where he took down a bunch of trees, sort of without permits, got in trouble with the county there, paid a fine. Wait, wait. Go ahead. He was, he was on <laughs> vacation. He didn't know what was going on. He, was, know, he, was, he was out. Ju- of, he was overseas, as I recall, right? Could be. But so, his, his corporation... The, Hob, the Hobbs Wine Corporation <laughs> decided that those trees were coming down, and they came down. And they did come down. And they came friend. down. Um, he also purchased a – I can't remember how big that property is – near a school um, directly to the west of Sebastopol as you head mm-hmm. out towards the ocean. Um, got a lot of parents upset. I don't know about a lot, but enough that they organized – well, they um, also removed some um, stuff on that yeah. property without the Remo- proper permits. Without permits, also um, polluted a creek or yeah. a stream without permits. Again, they, they pulled the trees too. It was yep. an apple orchard, yep. right? Ripped the orchard out. Yeah. So there's a so it paid again, settled with the county and paid some fines, um, and is now being sued by uh, an association of parents, um, basically saying he's got to go through a huge environmental permit permitting process before they can start producing with those grapes. They also did spray. Oh, You're that's probably, right. They sprayed. That's they right. sprayed during school when they to kill the, the, kill the vines along the creek. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, there's some common sense things that kick in there, you know, probably not something you want to be, you know, yeah. not to, you know, first of all, taking your tractor out during the day and spraying, even if it's something like sulfur or something, which yeah. is like not typically all guys that own vineyard yeah. operations spray at night now. Yeah. Well, not a bad thing. <laughs> and then, like, if you're near a creek, you know, put a tank on some people and like hand spray stuff. 
you know, it's going to cause it, the short term costs are going to be much cheaper than your long term costs. And if he has to go through the CEQA process, which is a very substantial environment, you have to do an environmental impact study. It's got to be approved by the state. There's got to be public hearings. It's a it's a lengthy, expensive process. Now, the kicker to all of this is that the amount of grapes planted in the agricultural land in Sonoma County is still only about 20% of Sonoma County's agricultural land. It's a fraction of what's out there given like dairy and still apple production. It's small. But it's growing. Yeah, it's growing. And there are a lot of people concerned about vineyard conversions where you're taking out a bunch of trees and you're putting in a bunch of vines. Because vines soak up a lot they of soak water. soak up a lot of water. And that's a big thing. We they, don't have water here. They don't do the same things that trees do in terms of cleaning the air and all that good stuff. So They don't look as pretty. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, you know, there, there's... You know, there's plenty of considerations to be had. There has to be a balance between sort of the development uh, as long as well as you know protecting the environment. I think you could do both. You know, certainly in the wine business. I mean, in terms of agriculture, you're talking about a product that commands a heck of a lot more um, cash than sort of like growing corn. Yeah. Or yeah. you know, apples does do today. So you know, you can probably find a good balance. And then the other thing that's mixed up in all of this is sort of the traffic. You know, people have tasting rooms. Um, was it Bella Vineyards? The traffic is already terrible already on that road. I, you know, yeah. I, I personally is it that bad? I, mean, I think it's that bad. I, I go. It's not that bad. I go. Um, I was on it today, uh, coming back into town, and it was fine. But we came back in at like about nine thirty. But you try to come this way, coming back into town, going out to the ocean. Anytime after, say, 10, 30, 11 on a decent day, and it's backed up all the way past Lano, you know, going towards Santa Rosa. No. Um, and it's it's just because everyone knows it's a nice day and they're trying to get out of here. Well, and so you have to, uh, to be, to speak very provincially about Sevastopol, um, there's only there's only one way through town to get to the ocean, which is where a lot of people are going. So, and there's for years have been talked about a bypass, mm-hmm. um, basically routing traffic um, around the city so you don't have to go through downtown. There's the minute you hit, I mean, you're less than a quarter mile into town, you've got a stoplight. And you have a bridge that's really old, and in fact, is about to be redone for earthquake uh, retrofit. But it's just a huge bottleneck. So you're going to get, um, you know, you're going to get a lot of. Uh, on busy days and nice days, it's just going to slow down. And that's where the resistance is for people just trying to get back in. Yeah. Get back in. You know, I could see how they would be, ah, come on. I don't know. I don't, do we really need another winery? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Especially, I think, I'm not opposed to the winery. My say, if I have to put my stick in the fire, I'm not really opposed to them having a winery there. I do question the size of it. I think the size of the winery is inappropriate probably for that particular area yeah and i and, and i have a, i completely agree with you i, I you know at some level a, a property owner you know i mean let's face it i mean we're supposed to be a free country if you want to develop something there it's your right to develop it yep. um you also need to develop it i think and you know that's not going to damage you know other things that are around that piece of property i mean we certainly don't want people who are polluting um and you know we get a say um we get a say in terms of sort of what goes in and what goes out, right? You know, yep. I mean, as you know, as people in the community, we can comment on it. 
I my guess, complete guess, is they put those volumes in a production out there because they know full well that they're never going to get a winery built that big. They're shooting high. Yep, they're totally shooting mm-hmm. high. And if you start talking to people who are um, involved in sort of, you know, when you talk to people in this, um, you know, city council, you know, they'll tell you stuff like, we shoot low, they shoot high, and we'll meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think we should have a more constructive conversation, though. That road, Highway 12, needs to be upgraded. Those guys can contribute to, you know, you want to put something big in there? Yep, you can upgrade the road there. You know, you can put a stoplight in. You can. There'll definitely have to be a stoplight. You know, there's yeah. a tr- there's a trail there. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that people are worried you, about. Yeah. Well, you you can build a bridge, or you can build an overpass, or you can build an underpass and preserve the trail. Yeah. So I mean, there's a whole host of. And I'm not I'm not saying that has to be done. I'm just saying there's plenty of ways to negotiate around that. Yeah, it can all be worked out, and this is the beginning of the stages. I wonder when the Wagners actually. I wonder when they actually bought that property. You know how long it's been? I have no idea. Yeah, and I think and they've owned it for a couple of years. And the now. other thing, to be clear, I'd much rather have a winery there. There, there, there's some drywall processing or plaster processing what is going on there. Yeah, I don't think it's good. There's semi trucks full of what looks like drywall pulling up there, dumping it there, and they do something with it. And it disappears a couple of days later. Yeah, I don't know what's and going on. Around there. the property are <laughs> vineyards, so it's. Having a winery there, I don't know, would be so bad, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It'd be an upgrade. Probably. It'd be an upgrade from what's there right now, that's and, for sure. And right across the road is a dairy, a fully operational dairy. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see how that all comes down. Well, stay tuned. We've got uh, we've got them. We've got uh, Guy Fietti. He's run into Guy a little Fietta's, bit of a problem with uh, – yeah. he's trying to get a, a small winery put in – on down like a little country lane. It's it's a one lane road. Yeah, so I mean, it really is a one lane road. So the neighbors are riled up about that. Yeah. We've got and he uh, wants to bring busloads of people in there, and which is like totally understandable. I mean, he's capitalizing on the brand he's built. Sure. And again, you want to do that? You need to make that a three lane road, <laughs> and you can have your winery. So the, the the bottom line is what I'm seeing here is ten five years ago this. These type of things you would never ever hear about, right? But now they would just appear. Now you're starting to hear more and more about, which is probably there's a pushback. Yeah, and it's probably some comment on you know we're getting we're getting enough. Yeah, it's a little bit of a saturation. And I think some of it has to do with um, you know I think it has to do with monoculture. People are really well, starting to look at the idea yeah, of we've got all our eggs in one basket. Yeah. And uh, what if something did happen? You know, with the wine industry, I mean. Think of the impact if something were to happen, even if it was Very something simple as climate change, where the climate changed and they were no longer able to plant certain types of uh, varieties in right. certain areas. Or what What about the fact that they're running into this in France now and in, and in Europe, they're, they're having um, problems with, um, what is it, powdery mildew? Yeah. That's starting to actually like impact. take out large sections of vineyards and they're dealing with that whole system also where they've got huge swaths of land and it's just vineyards that's it there's no it's all monoculture and i think that's dangerous you know we have a nice mix here right now we have grapes we have we still hay, have apples we, we have, have apples we still have we dairy have, yeah it's a it's I really mean, it's, a nice mix and i think it's yeah. about 
people wanting to just maintain that balance. I mean, I make a, part of it. Yeah, I make a joke all the time of like, you know, Armageddon happens, we'll be fine in Sonoma, Sonoma County. Yeah, we got I mean, a little bit of I mean, well, I mean, between, I mean, there's agriculture, there's some industry here. I mean, you know, there's, um, you know, there's a, enough kind of to have a little sort of healthy little mini economy that can kind of do everything. Obviously, I'm joking when I say that, but still, I mean, it, it is a good thing to think about in terms of, you know, grapes are monoculture. You're only growing one thing, and if your entire economy relies on that, like Napa County, you know, if something ever happened to grapes, I don't know what their, I mean, their entire livelihood, from what I can tell, appears to be all surrounded uh, around the wine business, yeah, either wine tourism, tourism. Yeah. you know, either tourism, but that's all wine related, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, that goes away. That's true. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, all the um, barrel makers, cork manufacturers, uh, capsule makers, it's uh, its all predicated on the, the wine business. Right. So that's actually a pretty good segue. So there is an article, I can't remember who published it this week, about 10 capsules. Oh, yeah. And how people are trying to market moving to 10 because 10 is, again, more recyclable and, and doesn't... It, and there was a, like a little thing where they were also kind of... they were insinuating that 10 is a superior product they use they kept using pure pure 10 they're insinuating that it's a superior product and the fact that you can't pull the capsule off and reuse it which goes to counterfeiting because counterfeiting is is becoming a big thing with high dollar wine now quite a lot in the news lately yeah yeah so i mean you know you've got uh you've got the all of the wines that were picked off in uh, the, the restaurants in, in Napa Valley, you've got uh, the counterfeiting is, is huge. That's huge. And uh, huge. so that's the, the 10 manufacturers, they're capitalizing on that. And, uh, you know, no more plastic. And uh, yeah, so whatever. Used to be, capsules used to be lead. Remember oh, nice. that? Yeah. They were lead. So you can still find those in older bottles. Yeah. Those capsules, if it, if it hasn't been recorked, like if you have older Bordeaux yeah. and, and they haven't been uh, recapsuled. Those are, those we, are didn't lead know, we didn't know, right? I mean, <laughs> we didn't know. I mean, what are you gonna say? So we should. Uh, are we? Uh, we should probably. This is our first crack. Obviously, yeah. at doing we got that. one more thing though to wrap up. Oh, what's that? It's Shiraz. Is it a Shiraz month or Shiraz? It's Shiraz week. Yeah, yeah. It's Shiraz, Shiraz week. week. So, have you had a Shiraz? Are you stocked up? I've been. I uh, have not. Although I've been drinking a blend that's got plenty of Syrah okay. slash. What Shiraz. is Shiraz? By it's the way, it's the same thing. It's Shiraz? what? Syrah, right? It's Syrah? It's what I know. That's weird. Why, why don't they just call it Syrah? Oh, I don't know what the Australian <laughs> prison island. I don't know what to say. Yeah, Syrah is Shiraz. It's the same thing, but it's, uh, it's a Syrah grape in, That's in what Australia. I yeah. And, you're, yeah. and uh, I believe the other way that they uh, – the other uh, – South Africa. Same yeah, thing. it's Shiraz. It's, you're not going to – you know. It would be funny. It would be interesting to see if you got the same reaction Al just did if you walked into a, um, an Australian or a South African wine store and asked for a fine bottle of Syrah. Yeah, what they would say. I mean, the, the wine shop owner should actually know that. Yeah, they would, um, yeah, they would know. You know. They'd get a chuckle out of it. But probably. it should be funny. Yeah, and but it's Shiraz. I, I, I like. I like. It's a Shiraz. As yeah, Shiraz. Shiraz. So February 21st to March 1st. So go get a nice bottle. I don't um, have to do that. And uh, enjoy it. Sounds good, man. All right. All right. Well, uh, thanks again, Hey, everybody. if anybody listens to this and you find it compelling or interesting, want us to do more, send us a comment. Hit us up on the Twitters. Um, we think this is kind of fun. So yeah, let us let know. Let us know. All right. Cheers. Cheers.